Welcome back, listeners, to the first live episode of Yeah, I Said It. This is new for us. This is new for me. So what we're doing on the channel and on the platform is all of the shows on the Behind the Steel Curtain platform are going live. So this is the inaugural episode of Yeah, I Said. I want to thank Jeff Hartman. I want to thank Dave Schofield. I want to thank Brian Anthony Davis. Who's bad? And Dave is the Oracle. Thank you, all those guys, for assisting me in getting this set up. Thank you, Jeff, especially for FaceTiming me this morning and getting this started. Hopefully, all you guys are seeing this as I do this. Because um, right now, this is the first time that I've done this. So I'm kind of trying to check on my phone as I do this to see, you know, if things are live, if it's going on. If, if somebody's out there checking out the program, please. Uh, send me a message to make sure that the show is going on before I jump into all of the stuff. As always, want to give a big shout out to everybody out there that supports BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Best website by far. Jeff does a fantastic job. Dave, Brian Anthony Davis, all the writers for the website do a fantastic job in giving you guys fantastic content for the program. Also, before we get started, into the topic of yeah i said it um jeff talked about well jeff wrote an article that supported the show the audio show the podcast show and by the way you always be able to find this on pods you always be able to get this on pods and i'm going to apologize that the live show is not going to always be at the same time like jeff said we have kids a lot of times on soccer you know saturdays are my soccer days my daughter plays soccer. She's a monster, by the way. Big up to La Mirinda Football Club. All those guys who play for La Mirinda United. Um, oh, yeah, so it must be working. Big up to Isaac. Big up to Felicia Ballard. As always, we have the Super Chat feature. If you get a Super Chat question in, we do those Super Chats at first. So I kind of like this format. I, I feel kind of comfy. I feel kind of comfy. You see, I got my, uh, You see, I got my Yoda coffee cup. So the force is strong with me. Big up to Dave, also a big Star Wars fan. Let me take a sip of my Yoda, my Yoda cup real quick. Ah, that was forced coffee, baby. That was forced coffee because a cat needs it because it's early on the West Coast. Big up. Also, want to give a big shout out to my kids that are down in L.A. who went to Disneyland. Hopefully you guys um, had a fantastic job in Disneyland. And anybody who's seen the new Star Wars stuff, Please let me know. But 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 Jeff wrote an article the other day in support of my audio pod of Yeah, I Said It About. You know, don't believe anything that you, you read or you hear at training camp. And the reason I say that is because it's seen through a particular lens. First of all, what you're seeing in camp, you don't know if it's really real. For instance, right, there was a clip of Joe Hayden getting beat on a double move by James Washington. We don't know if, if since it's training camp, we don't know if Joe Hayden was working on a technique, right, which would have clouded what a reporter saw. You see different lineups. You see different drills. It, it's hard to see how it all fits together. Now, you can observe injury. That's accurate. Uh but you can't really glean a lot from it because it's guys going against guys. And, and this isn't live bullets. This isn't live action. This isn't live theater. 
Now, it's good to hear that Boswell is making his kicks. I mean, that's awesome, but we don't know what it's going to look like until, uh, you know, until the game start. And, and also, big up to Isaac, who said Star Wars Land is awesome. The ride is great, but they waited two hours to go see it because the place is packed. I think my daughter said that the Star Wars ride was also great, but it wasn't that packed. Um so you got to be wary of, of what you see and what you read in training camp. Unless, because even if you're there, you just don't know what you're actually seeing. Now, Jeff had me laughing this morning because a guy probably got really upset. And he said, uh, he commented, who am I to tell you guys what to think? I'm me. That That's why I can tell you guys what to think. I've got the Pittsburgh Stiller shirt on. I've got the Steel City hat on right now, so I can't tell you what to think. I watch a ton of film. I'm the guy that can tell you what to think. People tell you guys what to think all the time. I mean, you get suggestions on ads, newspapers, websites. I mean, that's what happens. We live in America. People tell us what to think all the time. And, and so Crazy Chris wrote, Crazy Chris 235 wrote, only real thing I know is Bush will be a monster this year, and I can't wait to see him unleashed. I hope so. But what I can tell you is don't believe anything you see at camp or anything you read. Football is great. It's great in the sense, and sports are great in the sense that when the games start, you'll get all your answers there. You know, because it always happens that uh, camp stories and, and camp stuff it, it doesn't align with a lot of times what you see in the regular season. So now we're hearing Ben Roethlisberger is more excited than ever to play, and he's got his love and excitement back. First of all, if I got paid that much to do anything, I would lose no love for it ever. I would love to come to work every day. I understand how drama can make your work. You know, the workplace environment, not something or something that you want to go see. I, I get that. But, man, come on, Ben. Come on, Ben. But, again, I can tell you guys what to think because, hell, you're used to people telling you what to think. And to, to Berg, man, I got the hat on NFLshop.com, but I got it a couple years ago. You know, they rotate the hats out. And that's one thing I'm going to do on a live program because I may not be that interesting every week. So I'm going to try to make my lids interesting. So this is a lid from a couple of years ago. I love this Steel City lid. I got a new one coming. And what I try to do is rotate my lids every year. So I'm going to bring back some lids every week. That's going to be a new lid. And, and I'm going to wear my most coveted lid next week on the show. I have a Steeler hat that actually has my birth date on the hat. But enough of the, the kind of the intro stuff, enough of that. Let me jump into the meat and gravy of the show. But before that, I do want to hit one topic before that. And that is, yeah, I said it, ESPN hates the Steelers. And the reason why I know they hate the Steelers is because of the rankings that they wrote for the roster positions for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But before I jump into that, me and Jeff touched on something on the standard to standard last week about Colbert and Tomlin. 
and Ben Roethlisberger and how it seems that all of their contracts are lining up in terms of their expiration. Tomlin, well, let me start from the top. Colbert, Tomlin, Ben, that's like a law firm. Those are the partners of the law firm for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let me say it again. It'll be Rooney, Colbert, Tomlin, Ben. That is the the leadership ownership group of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because of the success that the Steelers have had, Colbert, Tomlin, Ben, those particular partners, their junior partners, where Rooney is the senior partner, those guys are going to stay intact because they've won so much. Now, a lot of fans might be disappointed. Steelers have not won a Super Bowl in the last 10 years. 10 or 11, I don't know how to count it. Sometimes I get confused with the uh, 2018, 2019. Somebody will correct me. Um, oh, and Cree, uh, big up to Cree. Cree uh, said the NFL hates the Steelers. That might be right. Uh, they definitely hated James Harrison. Uh, and, and that's why the Steelers did not vote to approve the collective bargaining agreement. They were the only team to not approve of the new agreement. And there's going to be, I think, a work stoppage anyway. Cree also wrote, I'm so glad you're saying that, Lance. Camp stories are a joke. It happens every year that things are being said. And when the season starts, things are not what's going on. Exactly. Cree, exactly. Fantastic point. That's my point in a nutshell. So with that being said, Colbert, Tomlin, and Ben are going to stay together as long as Ben is there. Once Ben retires, who knows what happened is, is going to happen. But that that's a great combination. So Colbert's year-to-year stuff, don't really believe that. And also, anytime it's year-to-year, somebody says they're happy with year-to-year, don't, don't believe that. that that's bull caca. Because nobody, if I have a ton, if there's a lot of women on the live chat, riddle me this. Answer this question for me. Excuse me for rubbing my eye. Um, if your husband and or uh, your partner or, or your boyfriend comes home and says, I'm going to be working month to month. I'm really happy with that. I really want to evaluate it on a month to month basis of whether I want to be here. Let me just say. Some favors are not going to be exchanged in your house. If you know what I'm saying, uh, nod your head on the live chat with a wink, wink, some type of emoji that tells me that you understand. So if you come home every month and your spouse, partner, boyfriend, whoever says, uh, you don't know if you're going to get paid and you think this is going down consistently, oh, it's not going to happen. Oh, it's not going to happen. There are going to be some benefits and some favors in your house that you aren't going to get because your significant other doesn't know if you're going to be bringing some cash home. Dale Riggins gets it. There are going to be some rough times at the house. Cree gets it. There's going to be some rough times at the house. There's going to be a lot of pent-up frustration. And trust me, it ain't going to work. Sadie knows what I'm saying. You're right. So trust me, if you are working year to year on a contract basis and getting evaluated that way, that's called a lack of 
job security. A lack of job security. No matter what Colbert has done, if you put a guy on a year-to-year basis, it means the Steelers are somewhat happy with this performance, but not entirely happy. I suspect when Ben retires that Tomlin and Colbert will be around for the foreseeable future, especially dependent on what they do in these next three to four years in Ben's last go around. But let me get back to the top of the program. Yeah, I said it. ESPN hates the Steelers. And let me start with the list that ESPN put out. Let me find the graphic on my phone that ESPN put out about the top QBs in the National Football League. And and, and let me read them down the list. Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Phillip Rivers, Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson, Jared Goff, Ben Roethlisberger, and Baker Mayfield. If that isn't hate, now this is ESPN reporting the NFL player poll, but on ESPN's rankings as well, they rank the Steelers roster position at number nine. And that's largely reflected of who's the starter, not the depth behind the position. Because as we all know in the National Football League, it's pretty impossible to have quality depth behind your number one start. That if your starter goes out, you're pretty much A, you know, arse out. That's trying to say, I'm trying to keep this kid friendly and arse out. And, and Isaac Aguilera writes, big up Isaac. Tom Brady is so overrated right now. Yeah, he was great for a while, but he ain't crap anymore. Well, I'd have to disagree. I, I think Tom is still one of the best in the business, but I don't think Tom's number one. So let's look at that list. And let's just start with the QBs. There is no way in the world, let me just say this, there is no way in the world that Baker Mayfield should be ranked behind Ben Roethlisberger at the quarterback position. Baker Mayfield is not in the stratosphere of Ben Roethlisberger. Let me ask this, let me pose this question on the live chat, and again, we have the Super Chat feature Hit the Super Chat feature, donate to the show if you so feel inclined. That will bump your question to the top of the live chat, and I'll jump on all of those questions. But but riddle me this, listeners. Is Baker Mayfield in the stratosphere of Ben Roethlisberger? And, and also, if you look at the list, Ben Roethlisberger, in my opinion, of this list, slots in at number six. I do agree that Drew Brees, Mahomes, Brady, and Aaron Rodgers, and Phillip Rivers right now are better than Ben Roethlisberger. Let me say that again, and y'all might be upset with me about this. Brees, Mahomes, Brady, Rodgers, and Phillip Rivers are the five best quarterbacks in the National Football League. But Ben Roethlisberger, in my opinion, is better than Andrew Luck. He's better than Russell Wilson. He's better than Jared Goff. And he's better than Baker Mayfield. There's no doubt that he is better than those guys. He's more accomplished. 
And his in his season last year, albeit he threw 16 interceptions, in my opinion, was better than all of those other guys because he threw for over 5,000 yards. He cleans up the interceptions. It's it's darn near one of the best seasons in football last year. I mean, he threw for even more yards than Patrick Mahomes. I'd like to see cleaner football from Ben. But come on, man. There's no way in the world that anybody would want Baker Mayfield over Ben Roethlisberger. And, and so that, that's just the start. Now, because I'm doing a live chat, it's hard for me to interact with the spreadsheet, but I'm going to try to do the spreadsheet, look at the spreadsheet as well, and look at the live chat. And so what ESPN did is they broke down each roster position and, and, and ranked each roster position over the course of you know, uh, well, each roster position. Uh, and, and so for the Steelers, and so they started on the offensive side of football. They go quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, O-line. On defense, they go interior DL or defensive line, edge rushers. They go off-ball linebackers, cornerback safeties, and then overall. So at the quarterback position, they rank the division as follows. Nine, Steelers are nine. It's always going to start from Steelers, Browns, Bengals, Ravens. So Steelers nine, Browns 13, Bengals 24, Ravens 26. Like I said at the, as we, when we started this, I think the Steelers should be much higher. I think the Steelers should probably be around six because that ranking to me is largely based on your starter, not necessarily the depth. Now, at the running back position, they rank the Steelers as 14, the Browns as 2, the Bengals as 10, and the Ravens as 19. Now, physically, now this is just physically, I think Joe Mixon physically is more explosive and a better back physically than James Conner. But there's no way in the world that I think Joe Mixon is a better player than James Conner. Now, I agree with the Browns ranking of number two at the running back position because you got Kareem Hunt on suspension and you got Chubb and you got Duke Johnson Jr. I mean, that, that is a great tandem at the running back position. And I did a show a long time ago about how I thought the Steelers need to scrap their holier-than-thou mentality and sign Kareem Hunt. I think if you put Kareem Hunt with James Conner, a.k.a. the Terminator, um, then there, there's no question that the Steelers would have the best back. So let me jump into and big up to Ryan O'Toole, jumped in a super chat. I don't know if this is a question or just a statement because Ryan just wrote, ESPN gets a lot of breaking news stories wrong. You're right. I mean, that's not a question. That's that's what the new cats say all the time now. Hashtag facts. Did I get that right? If we got any young listeners, hashtag facts. That's right. The only people that get stuff more wrong than ESPN is Chris Broussard. Chris Broussard gets everything wrong, and I like Chris. But hashtag facts. So I agree with ESPN at the Browns. I don't know if they should be as high as two. But I know that that running back tandem is the best, at least in the AFC North. Now, at the wide receiver position, they rank the Steelers at 17, 
the Browns at five, the Bengals at nine, and the Ravens at 32. I don't think they're necessarily off there because you put Odell, you put the, him in there with um, Jarvis Landry. I mean, that that's a nice tandem. I mean, I, I can't front. that that That's a nice twosome. The best wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers is Juju Smith-Schuster. We get that. The Ravens are just horrible at the wide receiver position. So that's not bad there. But this is where I, I, I think they start to get off a bit. At the tight end position, they have the Browns at six, the Steelers at 20, the Bengals at 24, and the Ravens at 15. Riddle me this, listeners, and I'm going to pose this question to you. In the AFC North, who do you guys think? And I know you guys are a little bit biased because you're Steeler fans. You should be. Who's the best tight end in the AFC North? I love the physical capabilities of Njoku. I mean, Njoku's a physical freak. I loved Njoku at Miami. And Njoku can run. He's great. But he ain't done crap. He has not done SH asterisk asterisk in the National Football League. And Vance McDonald physically is awesome. I think Vance McDonald is the best tight end in the AFC North. Now, this is NFL rankings, but I don't think the gap between the Browns and the Steelers is 14 14 team slots. I I don't think it's that because I think from the depth perspective, the Steelers have limited depth at tight end. I don't like Grimble behind them as the second tight end, I I don't like that. And I think that tight end is a position that the Steelers may potentially look to try to bolster with this additional cap space that they have. Also, you know, looking at the waiver wire, potentially trying to pick up a tight end here or there. But I don't think it's six to fourteen. I don't think the difference is there. So I think this. I think ESPN is hating. I think they're flat out hating. I think Vance McDonald is the best tight end. Now, where ESPN gives the Steelers some love is at the offensive line position. They rank the Steelers' offensive line at four, Browns at twenty-one, Bengals at thirty-one, and the Ravens at twenty. And when I look at this division and why I think that. The Steelers really will be very good this year, particularly as it relates to the AFC North, is at the offensive line position. I think the Steelers have the best offensive line in football. I'm not too mad. ESPN is sort of hating on the Steelers, putting them at four. But but I think the Steelers' offensive line is the thing that stands them apart from everybody else in the division. And I think that's why this offense is still going to flourish. But listeners, who do you think is the best tight end in the division? Give me, give me your thoughts. Um, I disagree a little bit with Darren Dalton, uh, Xavier Grimble. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, Xavier is not a smart football player. That that play in Denver was just not very smart. Um, so we're we're gonna have to see that. So that's on the offensive side of football. The Steelers don't rank in one position. The Steelers rank in the top five only in one position. That's the offensive line. And they only rank in the top 10 in another position at the quarterback position. They have the Browns top seven at running back, wide receiver, and tight end. 
they smoking, man. They, like, I, I don't know what they smoking. Is it Chiba? Is it the Sticky Icky? I don't know. Is it Sour Diesel? Is it Dank? I don't know what they sniffing on, smoking on, or whatever they're doing. There is no way that the Browns are top seven in three offensive categories. No way. That's absolute hate on the Steelers. I think the Steelers are better at the top end at tight end. I think they should be rated much higher than the Browns at the quarterback position. And even at the running back position, I think the distance between 2 and 14 is ridiculous. I, I think it's absolutely off. Now let's jump to the defensive side of football. They start with the interior defensive line. They have the Steelers rated five. I agree with that. I think the Steelers defensive line rotation on the interior is excellent. I think it's excellent. When you look at Hargrave, record Ralph to it, you look at Alu I love that rotation. Hargrave, I think, is a guy that they're going to have to pay. They're going to have to break the wallet open. And Dave Schofield talked about it on his program earlier this week, the Stack Geek program. Pick up to Dave on the debut of that program. Make sure you guys check that out. They need to use that $3.9 million somehow to give money to Hargrave. Hargrave needs to be signed. Hargrave is that rare interior defensive line guy that can actually penetrate on the nose and get sacks, push the pocket, stout in the run, playing all the sub packages. He is vital to this defense. He's a guy that if he went down next year, that would be very tough on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, in terms of the rest of the divisions, the Browns at 19, the Bengals at 15, the Ravens at 8. No hate there from ESPN. Edge rushers, they have the Browns, again, ranked number three. Steelers, 22. Bengals, 18. Ravens, 29. And again, this is an NFL ranking, not just a divisional ranking. I, I can't, it's, it's hard for me to disagree with that. I think T.J. Watt should have the Steelers much higher than 22. T.J.'s production alone. This low ranking, it's a little bit of shade there. Not a ton. Not a ton of shade. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. it's Bud Dupree. Or, or I should say Dud Dupree. But, you know, Miles Garrett, you understand why the Browns are three. So, so not too much shade there, I, I, I should say. In terms of off-ball linebackers, they have the Steelers rated 21, Browns 22. They have the Bengals 30, and or excuse me, the Bungles 30, and the Ravens 31. I think Vince, and I think when Bush and Barron slot in, I think that's higher than 21. I think that's a little bit off. I don't like Vince in coverage, but Vince is a thumper. He's a physical player. He brings that genesee qua, that physical toughness, and that quality that you need. So I think I, I think they're hating somewhat there. I wouldn't put the Steelers as a top 10 interior uh, or off-ball linebacker team, but I think they should be much higher than 21. 15-14 sounds about right to me. In terms of cornerbacks, they have the Steelers rated 14. Uh, the Browns, 16. They have the Bungles at 15 and they have the Ravens at four. 
I think the Steelers cornerback combination of Hayden and Nelson is a bit better than that. I would put the Steelers probably maybe around 11, maybe around 10. I think it's definitely better than the Browns, and it should be a bigger distance between them and the Browns because the Browns have young guys. Ward is solid. Greedy Williams is a rookie. You don't know how those guys play. Hayden is better than any corner that the Browns have. And I think Nelson is better than any corner that the Browns have. So I think the gap between the Steelers and the Browns should be much bigger. So I think ESPN is off there. In terms of the safety position, the safeties are just bad flat out. That They have the whole division bad. Steelers are 26. Browns are 25. Bungles at 16. And they have the Ravens at 2. The Ravens at 2 is understandable. The Steelers at 26 I think is severe hate. I mean, there's only 32 teams in the National Football League. I think the combination of Edmonds and Davis is not one of the worst safety tandems in the National Football League. Edmonds is probably one of the most, one, I think the most athletic, one of the most athletic safeties in the league. Played a lot of snaps as a rookie. Is growing in the position. I think Davis is a solid player, solid glue guy. 26 of the safety position is basically saying you have the worst safeties in the National Football League. I think that's completely off and completely a sign of hate from the from ESPN and how they look at this Steelers team. Overall, they have the Steelers roster ranked at 11. They have the Browns roster at 9. They have the Bungles at 26 and the Ravens at 21. If you think the Browns are better than the Steelers and you think their roster is better than the Steelers, you're an absolute hater. You're an absolute hater. The quarterback position alone. Let me let me just let me take a sip of my coffee because I, I I need an injection of the force real quick. I love forced coffee when I bring this show to you guys. It gets me pumped up, puts me in a nice little stealer mood. I get pumped up, baby. Northside 15233. Big up to everybody out there in Manchester. Big up to all my family in Pittsburgh. The gap between Baker Mayfield and Big Ben is enough to elevate the Steelers roster ranking according to ESPN above the Browns. We all know quarterback is the most important position in the National Football League. And because of that, that separates rosters. What good is having a great roster across the board if your quarterback is trash? All that means is you're going to struggle. You're not going to win consistently. Because of Ben alone, the Steelers have a top 10 roster in the National Football League, period. Their roster is better than the Browns, period. ESPN is absolutely hating. And to pick a team, big up to Braddock as well, big up to Smitty753, and to pick a team like the Bungles, or the Browns, or the Ravens over the Steelers, if it's not the Ravens, it's asinine. The Bungles are the Bungles. They stink. And the Browns, look, man, until the Browns win something, I ain't believing. Nobody should believe. I don't know what these guys are thinking. 
I don't know what these guys are doing, but ESPN absolutely hates the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I want to open up the live chat. If there is something that you guys want to discuss before we conclude the program, again, we have the super chat feature. I'm going to go through some of the live chat. I don't know if you guys have put questions in, but I'm going to comment on some of the guys you said. Uh, big up to Grayson Brown, who just chimed in, said Baker is the most overrated QB. The Browns' D is solid. The Steelers will quietly take the division this year. They will quietly win and remain underrated this year with a victory in New England. You know what? I, I, I've been more positive this year. And... Jeff knows if you guys listen to the standard and standard, we're going to be bringing out a standard and standard tomorrow for you. I, I'm, I'm really close to picking the Steelers in the opening game for a couple of reasons. One, historically, the Patriots use the first four games as an extending training camp. Two, from an offensive perspective, the Patriots don't really have any weapons. Number three, I love the approach that the Steelers took against the Patriots last year. I thought they played very good quality defense against the Patriots. And I think that the Steeler football team going into 2019 has a chip on its shoulder, and they're going to start to get it off against New England. But we're going to break that game down as we get close to the game. Bergman chimed in, said, Lance, what's your honest opinion on Devin Bush and how much of an effect is he going to have this year? Well, I haven't seen him. So until I see him play in a football game, I'm just going to couch it by saying this. Physically, he is a backer that you want to play in sub-package football, in nickel and in dime. His injection of speed, along with Barron, and ESPN wrote an article uh, about the Steelers' team speed. I kind of agreed with that one. They didn't kind of they didn't hate the Steelers as much in that article. But when you can inject speed in the middle of your defense from hash to hash, it just makes you much more flexible. And I did a podcast a while ago. Uh, yeah, I said it about how Vince Williams is not going to play. Make sure you go do a subscribe to the podcast, Apple Pods, Google Pods, whatever. Do a search for Yeah, I said it the podcast and, and flip through there and take a look for the podcast that I said that Vince is not going to play as many snaps this year because I think in, in sub package football, it just makes sense that you have the more athletic, more rangy guy, a guy that can cover and a guy that can run side to side. So essentially, they're going to put two wheel backers in the middle of that defense that can run vertically and horizontally so you don't get stretched out as much. If you want to see what I'm talking about, go take a look at the Carolina game. Take a look at McCaffrey against Vince, Vince Williams in space. Absolute mismatch. And if you can minimize those mismatches by putting speed in the interior of your defense, I mean, hey, that's the Rosetta Stone. Big up to Felicia. Hey, Felicia. Hey. Thank you for the $3, Felicia. Big up with the fist bump. Felicia, do you have a question? If you're paying, you get a question. So if you're going to use the Super Chat feature, make sure you ask a question with the Super Chat feature. But big up to Felicia for chiming in there. Um, let me scroll up. Um, a little bit more um, and see if you guys um, 
what's going out? Shanae, uh, I'm sorry if I get it wrong. Shanae Yvette wrote the following, Mr. Third and Fifth. Let me explain. I am not going to use that guy's name, that guy's initials, anything until that guy, Mr. Third and Fifth, unblocks me on Twitter. And I call him Mr. Third and Fifth because that's what he was traded for. Mr. Third and Fifth. Until Mr. Third and Fifth unblocks me on Twitter, I won't say his name. And then I may not say his name after that. She wrote, A.B. demanded the ball flat out. I believe that's what caused Ben to have a career high of interceptions. Now he gets to play the game and no pressure on feeding the ball to certain players. I'm going to disagree slightly with that. When you have the ball in your hands, and I've watched every interception by Ben, it's hard to say whose fault it is because you don't know what the particular play call, call for, but you can see when guys are throwing in the coverage, right? You can absolutely see that. If you have a football in your hands, ultimately, it is your responsibility in terms of where the ball goes and, and if you're taking good care of it. So, some of that has to be 50-50. It has to be on Ben. It has to be on A.B. You can't force Ben to throw it in the airs that he throws it. He has to bear responsibility for that. Grayson Brown chimed in and said, the Steelers will have a quiet 12-4 and four this season. Whisper record this year, just a gut feeling. I picked them to go to 11-5. and five. Jeff, my co-host of the Standard of Standard, a.k.a. Joy, he picked them to go 13-3. and three. That's a lot of joy. That that's a lot of picks he does. That's a lot of joy. But you know, Jeff, he's a joyous guy. I mean, he's an in shape, fit, joyous guy. So I'm sure, you know, Jeff. I'm surprised he didn't pick him to go 15 and one, 13 and three. No, 11 and five. Yes, I I, I think 11 and five is right there. Shanae uh, uh, Yvette also wrote ESPN lost credibility last season, which made big news. Um, Ryan asked, is everyone else limited to 53 characters in a super chat? I don't believe you should be. I mean, this isn't Twitter. I don't even know what the Twitter limit is, but I, I would think that you are not limited uh, <laughs> to um, those amount of characters. <laughs> Everybody's jumping, chiming in on the third and fifth. Uh, Sade Mays, or uh, she chimed in, Mr. Third and Fifth is emotional. Bergman wrote, Third and fifth is an absolute P. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, Bergman wrote he has thin skin. Um, Andre Coleman um, chimed in and said, oh, let me jump to the uh, super chat uh, here because Felicia chimed in as well uh, with another super chat. She said, no questions. I'm waiting on preseason to how the rookies in Boswell play out. I'm team Dobbs. Do tell Jeff, good job, though. Uh, oh, well, big up, Felicia. Man, thank you for the 10 bucks. I'm waiting on the preseason, too. I think that's a big thing. I mean, I think that's a that's not a question, but that's a great point. When I looked at the Steelers season, because I always do a seasonal rewatch, given all the drama, reported drama, given all the other issues this year, the lack of turnovers, etc., if the Steelers' kicking game resembles Anything familiar to the previous season, they go to the playoffs. I mean, period. Is the team perfect? Absolutely not.
but they go to the playoffs. Grayson Brown asked the question, are you going to the 49ers Steeler game? I'm going to try. I'm going to try to go to that game. Uh, you know, NFL tickets are expensive, it, 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 and, and we got to do the show for you. So it'll be interesting to see if I go. Um, if I do, Jeff will be doing the post game solo, but I, I may go to the game. Getting to Santa Clara to go to the game is pretty tough. Tickets are really expensive. I mean, I've said to myself that the next Steeler game that I'll see live will be a Super Bowl, and that'll be it. I mean, I've seen Steeler games at Three Rivers. I've seen them at Heinz. I've seen them on the road. Uh, I mean, I've seen them in the playoffs, AFC Championship. I mean, I've done everything in terms of looking and watching at the Steelers live. I've even watched the Steelers in consecutive weeks. I went to a game in Pittsburgh. Next week, I went to a game in San Francisco. So I've had a charmed Steeler experience. Hell, I used to live around the corner from the Pittsburgh Steelers on the north side. I live so close to Three River Stadium that on Sundays, I could hear Myron Cope's voice on the PA from outside my grandmother's house. I'm a Northside boy, 15212, 15233, Manchester, Chester County, stand up. So, hey, I've lived a charm stealer life, and I get to do this show for you guys. So I may be there. I may not. Let me jump into a couple more questions. Um, oh, the Steelers will be in L.A. also. I may go to that game. I mean, that, that I, I, I don't know. I mean, that that's traveling to Carson in that soccer field. Uh, so, so I may not do that as well. Um, uh, Dave Schofield wrote, I saw it, Felicia. Uh, the secret is out. What did you see, Dave? Let us all, uh, uh do, do partake, uh, in the secret and let us know, uh, what the secret is. Bergman would love to have seen a playoff game at three rivers. Let me give you a story about that. Now, now my brother is a fan of that team up North, um, and let me just say something about that team up north as it retains to Tomlin. Now, we know that there were minority owners that did not want to see Mike Tomlin get extended. And, and I think one of the issues and the biggest issues that Steeler Nation has with Mike Tomlin is expectation. When you're the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers and you have six championships, the expectation from the fan base is Super Bowl or bust. Realistically, only one team wins a Super Bowl. So when you have a Super Bowl or bust mentality from the fan base and probably from, I don't know if the ownership is as bad as the fans. I, I shouldn't say bad. Every season is a failure. So anytime you don't win Super Bowls or you're not earnestly competing for Super Bowls, it's a failure. So his biggest issue in terms of how Tom is negatively judged is the fan base's expectation. Number two is the Patriots. That team up north. That that's why Steeler fans don't like Tomlin, and Tomlin isn't embraced as much as I think he should be for a guy in the last ten years who's won 103 games, for a guy that's won 125 games over the course of his career, for a guy that's won a Super Bowl and a guy that's won six division titles and two AFC championships. That's why I don't think he's loved. It's because of the Patriots that team up north because of their success and them rinse, repeat, winning the AFC, going to Super Bowls, and tying the Steelers. So given in the backdrop of the Patriots, the Steelers have done excellent over the last 10 years. But if you measure it from that team up north standard, it's not as good. It just isn't as good. And so when you market and you put it up against that 
there's going to be hate. There's going to be absolute hate when it comes to Mike Tomlin. So, I mean, that's the big reason. Um, let me jump into uh, Dino's question. Big up to Dino. What is the reason why you think they hate Big Ben and the Steelers? I agree with you. They hate winners. People that have success and people who win. If you're a winner, you get hate. That's why the, 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 that's why there was a saying in rap and hip-hop and you know, people to say, look, if you ain't got haters, you ain't, what are you doing? If everybody likes you and you ain't nobody jealous of what you're doing, you ain't doing much. People hate, people are jealous, people are envious of other people's success. That's what it is. If you ain't doing nothing, you ain't going to get no hate. And that's why the Steelers are hated, because they got six championships, because they win all the time, because they have a storied franchise. They had the best ownership group in football, and that's something that the ESPN didn't rank best ownership groups. It should have been Rooney's at absolute number one. That's why they hate the classic colors, the physical football, the passionate fan base. That's why ESPN hates. That's why everybody hates the Pittsburgh Steelers, because it ain't Steeler country. It's Steeler Universe. That's why people hate. They hate because they ain't us. I hope I didn't borrow the phrase from the, the team up north. So Jeff revealed the secret. The secret was Felicia being Team Dobbs with Jeff and I being Team Rudolph. <laughs> that, that, that's pretty funny. Joshua Dobbs, I don't know. I mean, hey, I mean, the thing with Mason Rudolph, if Mason Rudolph can't beat out Josh Dobbs this year as the number two quarterback, then that will go down as a really bad draft pick that they traded some assets to move up to acquire a guy that can't beat out Joshua Dobbs. Smitty753 asked, what do you think about Benny Snell? He's been looking good in training camp. and He's actually doing good against Devin Bush from time to time. I would think don't believe anything you've read about Benny Snell. I would say wait to see Benny Snell play in the first preseason game. And if you want to make any judgments about Benny Snell, make those judgments after you watch him play in that football game. Um, let me go back through the live chat to see if we have any more questions before we uh, kind of tie this up. But I do want to ask you guys, how do you guys like the format? Um, I, I, I can say this right now. I, I, I'm enjoying going live. This this is fun for me. How do you guys like the format? I mean, do, how am I doing? You know, please evaluate me. I mean, this is this is new for me going live. It's a little bit different from doing a pod. My pod is a lot more scripted. You know, I have a lot more notes. I can edit and do certain certain things. You know, when I make some mistakes in the pod, I think it's really nice. I like the freedom of being live. And I'm definitely going to bring you guys a new lid. I may even bring the mask back if I get more contributions in the Super Chat. So give me some feedback before, you know, I jump out of here in terms of uh, of the live pod. Oh, big up to, to Sade. Is it Sade? Hopefully I'm saying it right. Uh, she said, love it. Uh, Cree said, love it. Bergman doing great. Love it. Um Rough House Boxing has, TV has a question. How much playing time do you see Ola getting and will he cut it into Ben's time? Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know if he's going to cut largely into it. I think he'll be a situational pass rusher. I, I think in some obvious passing downs, I, I think they will 
incorporate Ola in there, but I don't think he's going to cut too much into Bud's playing time. You guys got to always remember, Bud's getting paid close to $10 million. So for $10 million, they're going to want to see that man play football. Um, uh, Shanna Yvette or Shanae Yvette, uh, I'm terrible with names. If, if I if I flub, I'm oh, big up to Sade. Okay, I said it right. If I flub your name, please correct me. Uh, Steelers are America's real team. Dobbs keep throwing in, in interceptions during practice. They might trade him for a good draft pick. Ain't nobody giving you nothing for Dobbs except hardship and pain and struggle. That's about all you're going to get for Joshua Dobbs. You wouldn't get me for Joshua Dobbs. You wouldn't get an eighth-round draft pick. You wouldn't get a tenth-round draft pick. And you know I'm being facetious. You know I'm being facetious. Big up to uh, Felicia uh, who wrote, Love it. You're on it, Lance. You need to col collab with Dave Moore. Uh -huh. Well, thank you, Felicia. Uh, I, I, I will. I, I do want to jump onto some stat stuff because I'm a stats. I'm a stat guy too. Uh, big up to Logan says, "Love it, keep them coming." Uh, thank you for another contribution of a buck, Felicia. Uh, big up to Michael Perry. BTC, BTSC is the capital. <laughs> uh, uh, Miss Yvette says, "Sean Davis is garbage." Hey, hey, keep it real. Keep it real. Hey, if you think he's garbage. You know, this is a little positive for me. This is a little bit of a love fest today. So I love the negative comments as well. Um, so keep it real. Uh, you know, keep it real. You know, if you think he's garbage, let me know. I don't think he's garbage. I think he's average. I don't think he's garbage. I think he's average. I think he's solid. I would like to see him make more plays, show more range, make more plays on the football. But he is not garbage. I think he's average. But I think this has been a great start. I want to thank everybody for, for chiming in. Oh, it's Shanna. Uh, Shanna, not Hannah. Okay. Like Hannah is Shanna. So Shanna, I want to ask you a question. Are you hard like Hannah? Are you tough like Hannah? The Amazon Prime show? Can you survive in the wilderness like Hannah? Anyway, that's just a side note. Um, let me get out of here. Um, I want to thank all you guys for chiming to the program. This has been fun. I like going through the super chat uh, and going through the chat again in the future. Make sure you check out uh, everything on behindestillcurtain.com. Make sure you check out the super chat feature. Your questions go to the top of the program. So it's awesome. Uh, before we get out of here, um, Darren Dalton wrote, imagine an alternate universe where Ryan Shazier and Devin Bush are the same field at the same time. Wow, that would be awesome. Thanks for the compliment, Berg, man. Good job, Lance. Thank you for that. But you know how we conclude the program. I do it the same way every time. This has been fun. This has been awesome. As always, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe.